0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This episode is part of my US road trip series where I travel through several states competing at the Houston World's Barbecue Championships and learning as much about barbecue as possible. The trip starts in Texas before going across to Louisiana and then up into Arkansas. It was a hell of a trip and I'm so excited to be able to share it with you. Before we get into it, I want to invite you to come join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. It's a great place to continue the conversation. Also, make sure you get your free copy of my ebook, 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue. Jump on over to smokinghotconfessions.com/ebooks to get your copy now. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review. This will really help me spread that barbecue love. (laughs) Okie dokie folks, I have something a little different for you in this episode. This is the first episode of a two-parter where I turn the mic over to Saffron from Bush Cooking to be guest host. Saffron is an expat now living in the US and absolutely kicking butt on the barbecue scene. Most recently, she hosted the NBBQA Conference and Awards in Fort Worth, Texas, where she was also nominated for, and won, the Best Website category for 2018. She also joined our team in the World's Barbecue Championships in Houston, where she shared her wisdom and knowledge with us in a stunning array of Aussie solidarity. So join us now as we hit the pavement at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Competition and have some very interesting conversations.
1: This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with
0: your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? There's a famous Australian song that says, From little things, big things grow. And that's certainly true for Morgan, the wizard behind wild smoke barbecue seasoning. Born and raised in the farming areas of the Brisbane Valley, with parents who raised him to uphold the true paddock-to-plate philosophy, it all started with his mother's recipe for how to make bacon. The Wild Smoke online shop now sports almost a dozen products, including two very exciting new rubs developed in conjunction with Top 20 barbecue competition team, the and Hot Bros. It's a two-parter. There's the Bulldust Rub, which is a purpose-designed competition brisket rub, and Vinegar X, a finishing dust, which is an Australian first. I've tried them and they are exceptional. To get your hands on some of these masterpieces, head on over to wildsmoke.com.au. That's wild with a Y. W Y-L-D-S-M-O-K-E.com.au This is Saffron from the Houston
1: Livestock and Rodeo Barbecue Competition, and today I'm talking with Joey from b Charcoal.
2: Hello, Saffron. How are you? It's good to see you out here. It's been a little while since I've seen you, uh, since uh, last month, San Antonio Rodeo.
1: Yeah, I've been spending a bit of time in Texas, but we've got him here today to talk a little bit about uh, B&B Charcoal, actually, which is your, your main life, really.
2: That, that it has become my life. Uh, b b Charcoal is uh, just a small Texas company, um, which uh, I had been a competition cook for about 16 years, um, and uh, they were one of my main sponsors. And uh, I jumped in and... Uh, they asked me to become their sales and marketing director, and uh, I was happy to take the position with them. And uh, the main goal has been trying to brand this uh, brand that's been around from since 1961 that no one knew about.
1: Oh, wow. I had no idea it was so old. Like, I've yes. only heard of it in the last few years. Yep. But the last few years, there's been a lot of change, too. You brought some new products in?
2: Yes. Yes, we've uh, increased our product line, um, and we've tried to to focus a little bit more on the quality of product that we put out and, um, you know, really try to get more of the folks who are enthusiasts involved in here to help promote the product.
1: Okay, so, so what sort of uh, enthusiasts are you working with at the moment?
2: Um, currently right now we have a, a gentleman you may or may not know, Mo Kayson, um, who is actually out of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, he started with uh, Ponderosa BBQ. Um, he's had some, a little bit of fame on, on um, Pitmasters and that type of deal. Great guy. Um, he was actually associated uh, one of our brand ambassadors uh, prior to me joining. Uh, but he's been, a, he's been a pretty good driving force for us, and uh, Mo's one of those guys just everybody loves.
1: Yeah, Australia loves him. Mo goes yep. down, he does uh, some of the meat stocks every year and runs some classes, so that's yep. great. Yep. So, what about some people who Australians may not have heard of, some more characters that you're working with?
2: Right now, we had, um, last year was kind of a crazy year. It was because the brand was relatively new to the public. Um, and not a lot of people knew about it. One of my main goals last year was to really um, kind of get out there, guerrilla market our company. And um, so I had the opportunity to roll into places like Memphis in May, um, the Royal, um, uh, the Jack. And um, I went to and input product in some of these teams' hands who uh, I thought would be really good for us. And it wound up, uh, we struck off some really good relationships. So we have guys Um, Like the Board's Night Out guys, Um, Eric and uh, Kendall Adair used to be with them. Uh, Now he's also one of our brand ambassadors. Uh, But we've got the gambit is so wide because we try to grasp a little bit of somebody from all parts from coast to coast. And uh, we've got a lot of great Texas cooks. But nobody knows Texas cooks.
1: Yeah, I I was just listening to some of those events you've been to. So obviously KCBS we've heard about, but I mean, there's whole hog in there and competition steak as well. So you're going across multiple sanctioning bodies there. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, You know, what I've found out, uh, just because my background was IBCA cooks forever, um, you know, you can be the best in the world in IBCA, but outside of Texas, no one knows you. And important for us to grow the brand, we had to go outside of our comfort zone and try to grasp some people who that were a little bit more influential in the barbecue game and, um, and a little bit more recognizable. And um, so, you know, we've, we've tried to address it as best we can. There's some guys who are really, really great to us because they are great, strict brand ambassadors. Uh, they used our product. We don't... Well, I don't believe in paying teams to use my product. Uh, if teams are successful using my product uh, and do a great job on social media, I will go ahead and, and grab a hold of them and help them in whatever way I can to, uh, to help them increase what they're doing as far as winning or, you know, if, if they have a, a great schedule worked out with it, uh, with the product. Um, I try to keep them on that, you know, try to keep in the products they like. And in turn, I just want a little bit of feedback and uh, for them to talk about my product.
1: That's excellent. So not only uh, their schedule, I mean, you're one of the few people I know who seems to travel more than me. I mean, yeah. I, I turn up in a, a state and you're there. Yep. So. Uh, I want you to talk a little bit about one of the competitions that's on my bucket list. Uh, you uh, went to Washington last year where you were cooking with the White House in the background. Yes, yes. So what, what's that event like?
2: Um, I tell you, that was probably one of the neatest events. Um, that's put on by a giant, uh, it's a huge grocery chain out there. Um, and it's not a, it was not a market that we were really in. Uh, but because, again, uh, Mo Kason was going to this event, our brand ambassador, so we took the advantage, you know, to go ahead and tag along and run with them out there. And it turned out to be a great decision. Um, that's probably one of the, the neatest events for general public. Um, there's so much stuff for general public to do. Um, the, uh, the grocery chain actually gets all of their vendors um, to actually they all sample. So if you've ever been to a grocery store, you've got hundreds of vendors in there. So there's actually tons of stuff for people to go do. Plus they can go in and try some of the barbecue and they can talk to um, you know some of these pitmasters who are, you know, some are very famous. Some of them aren't, but, you know, everyone's got great barbecue.
1: So so I've heard that there's not just competition cooks at that one. They actually bring in some some of the more famous restaurants. Is that yes. right? Yes, so they do. The, who, who's there from that was, I think I saw Salt Lake there one year. Um,
2: Salt Lake's been, but this one is more of a competition okay. as far as um, they have a competition section and then they have a vendor section. Okay. So then they actually, in the vendor section, you'll have, you know, some of the bigger barbecue houses Houses in there. Um, Salt Lake's been, but last year they were not. Um, They mainly focus on, uh, they do more like uh, the Barbecue Block Party in New York and um, um, what's the other one that we go to every year, which is the um, Q and the Lou in St. Louis. You know, those are the more of the festivals that they kind of do. But um, again, this was probably the, in uh, Washington, this was the first one that I went to that I kind of left going. Wow, that was just really cool, you know. Uh, Myron Mixon was there cooking, um, you know, and Mo was there. Uh, who else was there? Uh, can't remember. Anyways, <laughs> you uh, did a
1: lot of traveling this year, but yes,
2: I do. I travel all over the place. Uh, I think we did 23 events last year, and three of those might have been in Texas.
1: So, so we've talked about all the really big events. Everyone's heard of the the, the Memphis in May's and everything. But I want you to, to try and think of what your favorite small event is, and and talk to people um, in Australia. They may not have heard as much about like the, what a true country, Texas sure. small community competition sure, sure. is like.
2: Um, just kind of a little background. You know, as far as myself, you know, I started cooking about 16 years ago, um, and when I did, it was. Um, you know, to be real honest, I thought it was a drinking contest. I didn't think it was really a barbecue contest. And it took me about five years to really figure out that you could actually produce good food, you know. And um, it, it took a long time for us sitting in our seats before we ever got up out of there to, to get an award or get recognized or anything like that. And um, after realizing how much money and time and everything else that we've spent, Um, really tried to start honing and trying to really learn the sport the very first cook-off that I ever cooked was our one of our hometown County Fair cook-offs and uh, again on that very first one I don't even think I made a single turn-in you know everything burned everything and you know up all night long drinking with all the neighbors Um, since then a lot's changed I don't drink anymore uh, probably one of the best choices I made, and it upped my barbecue game a ton. Uh, but uh, I still go back to that same cook-off every year because it was my first one. And uh, last year was probably the best we ever did at that cook-off, which we basically reserved branded it last year. Uh, when we cooked it originally, there was 13 teams for the very first time. Last year, there was 63 teams. Um, you know, but the skill level has grown so much from then to now. And, uh, I think that that's, no matter where you go in Texas, it's very common to go to any cook-off. A small cook-off has 30 teams, you know, uh, a large cook-off, which are very common, has a hundred plus teams at it. You know, um, a lot of people nowadays have so much money invested in equipment in um, in classes and everything else, two things have happened. Um, people, there's there's some people who do it because they love the sport, and there's some people who do it because, you know, they're trying to get a return on their investment, you know, type of deal. And I think that if you're in it for the return on your investment, you're in it for the totally wrong reason. Yep. You know, um, I, for one, am, I'm not going to say I'm a purist, but I believe in self-teaching, and I believe in, in taking – Taking information and passing infor- information along to, to other people—that's the way I learned. Uh, you know, my people telling me everything that I did wrong, and I brushed it off, and then I'd go home and, and do what they told me. And some of it worked, and um, so from that point, it just kind of helped me develop to where we are today. You know, but uh, first and foremost, I, the reason I'm in the position where I am right now is because I love I love barbecue. I love the sport. And um, to me, it is a sport, you know.
1: Yeah, you're definitely helping a lot of teams. Uh, we're actually doing this interview in the International Village, and you're mm-hmm. helping a few of the international teams, and, and obviously a lot of Australian teams yep. will be listening. If, if one of them was coming to Texas, what do you think's the one big tip that you'd give them to help them along?
2: Um, you, The first thing you need to do is go directly to Lockhart, Texas, and spend a day or two eating barbecue and uh, trying to get a a grasp on the texas palate um then after that you know you can kind of play around with flavors and you know that type of deal and and try to figure out you know if if you're close you know um it's very hard to relearn what you already know but it's very easy to to go and taste and try to mimic and um you know but like i said it's Texas is a whole different experience. You know, we, we, we're we almost like Australia. You know, we're huge, you know, and it depends on what part of Texas you go to, barbecue is going to be different.
1: Yeah, and that's something a lot of people don't realize, yep. is actually sub-flavor profiles across oh, yes. all of Texas.
2: Yes, there's, there's probably at least four to five distinct different uh, flavor profiles that you're gonna run into, whether you go south, East, West, or, or or anywhere, anywhere you go, or Central Texas, um, the barbecue you have in Austin is going to be different than, than Lockhart. It's going to be different than Dallas, different Houston, and then of course, if you get down to Laredo, you get you know more of a, a, a uh, Mexican flair on there. You know, it's a different style of barbecue.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. So we're just going to start to round it up. I just yep. uh, let's get back to B and B products. Yep. Is there one or two there? that you really like, that you want to give a tip on?
2: Yep, um, you know, our products are, one of the big things is our products are 100% natural. The base product that we use is an oak product. Uh, the oak lump charcoal is uh, is just a steady go-to, and you use it for anything. Um, it's just a, a really nice standard product. Um, nice, good long burn, usually you have nice big pieces in there um you know from that product we have other products that we make which would be our briquette which is also made out of that same material um, and then we also have a charlog uh but that's been that was our original product um that's our flagship product and um and I think for some of the uh, folks there it, it it is available in Australia in some locations
1: yeah all right thank you so much Joe thank it's you, been wonderful Safran. talking today
2: thank you
3: This is Tuffy Stone, and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions.
0: Make no mistake, beef is king. Ask any competitor on the circuit, and the trophy they want most of all is the brisket. And you won't find better brisket than Black Angus Reserve. Black Angus Reserve is the leading brisket brand in Australia, and it's easy to see why. It's verified Black Angus which has been grain fed for a minimum of 150 days with a deliciously high marbling content. These briskets are so good that Black Angus Reserve are willing to put their money where their mouth is. They sponsor multiple grand champion winning team Manning Valley Natural Smokers who've won many trophies using their briskets. Not just that, but Manning Valley took these briskets to the world's barbecue championships in Houston and took out second place. In the world. To get yours, hit up their Black Angus Reserve page on Facebook now.
1: Okay, so this is Saffron at the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Barbecue, and I'm with Robert Sierra from SNS Pit Crew. Hey, how are hey, you?
4: Good, how are you doing, Saffron?
1: Great. So let's uh, explain to people who you are who haven't heard from you in Australia.
4: I am Robert Sierra, I'm the pit boss for the SNS Pit Crew out of San Marcos, Texas.
1: Okay, and how long have you been doing this?
4: Uh, I've been doing this since like 2005.
1: Okay, I'm just doing the math in my head. That's like 10 years?
4: Okay, yes, yeah, so 2003. <laughs> 2003. 12 years, so yeah, oh uh, no, 14 years, somewhere or another.
1: And, and you've had a pretty good run with this, haven't you?
4: I've had a pretty good run, yeah, it's been good. Uh, barbecuing has it, opened so many doors for me, it's been such a blessing. Uh, Met a lot of wonderful people out here cooking and stuff, so, like you for instance, and uh, (laughs) meet people from all over around the world, and it's uh, it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, and I've heard you've got some uh, interesting experience on TV shows as well. Perhaps you can pick a couple of those and tell us about it.
4: Yeah, I've done a few TV shows, Uh, I've been on a national commercial for Heinz, Uh, I'm a brand ambassador for Heinz, i got a barbecue sauce on the shelf, which is Heinz, Texas Bold and Spicy, uh, in the United States. Um, I've been on Jimmy Kimmel Live um, I've been uh, with Danielle Diva Q from Canada I've been on her show it was a barbecue crawl I was on episode 1 and 2 I mean uh, season 1 and 2 and a couple of episodes and then um, we've done um, a couple others I can't remember right now it slips my mind for some reason
1: because you're always out there having so much fun so what was Jimmy Kimmel like?
4: Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was great, You know him and Guillermo it was a, it was a great time, it was a awesome experience uh, you know I really enjoyed going to a studio and doing a little bit with him and just meeting him and it was great he was a great person and, and uh, he's a big fan of barbecue you know so yeah you know he re- you know he don't just like talk about him he likes to cook and all that so he's, he's a barbecue fan himself
1: well that always makes things easier when people know what you're talking about
4: exactly yeah. that's right
1: so so we're at one of the biggest barbecue competitions right now in Houston yes. but the thing I love about Texas barbecues, all the smaller competitions, do you want to tell, tell people a little bit about one of your local ones or one of your favorite smaller competitions?
4: Well, you know, one of my favorite local ones would be the HCCO in Lockhart, Texas. Uh, it started in San Marcos, but it outgrew the venue there, so they moved it up to Lockhart, and that's, that's one of my favorite cook-offs. That's like, I'm, I feel I'm a charter member there, so we started the first one, like, 11, seven, there was 11 cooks, I think. And now they're anywhere from 150 to 180, so, so it's a good cook-off.
1: So your favorite small ones got 150 teams.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it was small at one time, and and it's still my favorite. You know, it's just oh, it's it, a good cook-off.
1: Oh, that's good that that such a big event still got like that home yeah. sort of feel. I like.
4: mean, it's just a testament to the people that run it, or Ranger on the Zoo and his group. They do a great job. I mean, I mean, it's, it just keeps growing and growing. So. And it's fun, it's a Cooks Cook, you know, they cater to the cooks and, you know, it's just wonderful cook to be at.
1: Oh, that's great. So, who are you cooking with at this competition?
4: Uh, this weekend, I was honored to be invited to cook with my good friend, Ronnie Killen. Uh We're cooking for his dad, well, we're cooking for his dad, it's a Jerry Killen Cookers, JK Cookers, and um, he asked me if I could come help him cook, and I was like, sure, you know, so, uh, we're here, we're cooking for a Go Texan team, uh, Gonzales County, and, um, I'll be doing the chicken and then just kind of helping on whatever else he wants me to help with. And i uh, excited to be here and uh, glad to be cooking here at Houston Rodeo again.
1: So is chicken your favorite competition meat?
4: Well, you know, brisket is my favorite, but chicken's just being hot for me right now. So <laughs> I mean, I'll do what's winning right now. So.
1: Oh, that's a good plan. So chicken. So when you're not competing and doing like the standard cooks, what do you like to, to put on your smoker then?
4: Well, when I'm not competing. I like to cook chuck rolls or I like to smoke some gizzards, uh, you know, just whatever, you know, some oddball stuff besides brisket ribs and chicken, you know, so do some steaks and stuff.
1: Well, that's, that's awesome. So do you have any other uh, exciting plans coming up for the year in barbecue?
4: Well, you know, we plan to go to the MBBQA in Fort Worth soon, uh, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks or months, month or a month or actually three weeks or something. Um, other than that i've been working on some stuff uh you know being blessed getting some new sponsors right now you know like right now i, I cook on some pellet cookers right at your green mountain grills and i love cooking on them and a char griller just came on board they got a real nice kamado cooker and uh i like to use that and um when i, I do a big cook i use my moberg smoker and then of course you know i like to wear my anderson boot uh, anderson bean boots and my texas hatter hat so you know it's a um, It's a fun thing to do, you know, I love doing it.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen a a few Facebook posts on those boots, haven't I?
4: Yeah, it's it's a good thing. I love them. They're comfortable, especially out here on on this asphalt in Houston, and you got to walk like miles and miles and miles. I don't feel a thing with these uh, boots. These Anderson boots are real comfortable. Anderson Bean, should I say.
1: Yeah. yeah. So if you want to see some uh, wonderful photos of uh, Robert Sierra's boots or anything else and keep track of what he's up to, uh, you should check out his Facebook page.
4: Yeah. You can find, follow us on Facebook at SS Pit Crew or my personal page, Robert Sierra. Find us on Instagram at SS Pit Crew and Twitter and uh, Snapchat, SS Pit Crew.
1: Oh, Snapchat. I'm, even yeah.
4: I, <laughs> Every now and then I Snapchat because everybody else is doing it. But it why not? <laughs>
1: You'll have to teach me how on that Yeah, one.
4: well, I was just getting the hang of it and then they changed the whole system again and I was like, I can't figure it out so I'm just going to wait up on it or something. I'll let my little girl show me how to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip. Like, I'll check out with my kids yeah. as well. So, I've just been uh, finishing things out. If anyone has like a, a personal story of a moment in barbecue that they wanted to <laughs> share, something that... Uh, reminds them about barbecue family or why why we do this to ourselves over and over again
4: yeah okay what was that again I'm sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you have a favorite story on barbecue
4: man there's so many it, it, it'd be hard to think of one right quick it should be a favorite so it should come to mind Say, <clears throat> um, so I got a favorite coming up choking up you know this weekend a great weekend for me actually this would be be my favorite story um well I should have said San Antonio that was a good story but this here is a good one uh you know we're cooking with the Kaelin family uh you know our good friend Jerry he just passed away and so this is for Jerry uh we're cooking for him and it's just a. Uh, it's going to be a good time
1: all righty then well thank you so much for talking to me today and uh, all the best of luck and hopefully I see you up on the stage
4: all right well thank you very much Saffron I enjoyed talking to you and good seeing you again okay then catch you later uh, bye-bye You're listening to the internationally awarded
1: Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. It's sacrilegious.
0: Buying an outdoor cooker can be confusing. Something for low and slow, something for roasting, a pizza oven. What about baking? The jagged wood-fired smoker does all of these things. The question is, how? Firstly, the entire smoker is fully insulated. The firebox is insulated with kiln-grade bricks, and there are more on the cooking chamber floor, doubling as a pizza stone. The cooking chamber is then insulated with a 6cm or 2.5-inch insulation blanket, and the whole thing is made from double-walled 6mm steel. This means that the Jagged can get up to 600 degrees Fahrenheit in under 30 minutes, sit at low and slow temperatures using very little fuel, and will even sit well under 200 degrees Fahrenheit for cold smoking. Founded in 2014, Jagged is proudly Australian-owned and manufactured, based in Western Australia and ships all across the country. Head on over to jaggedwoodfire.com.au, spelled J-A-G-R-D, to learn more.
1: Hi, it's Saffron here from the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Barbecue competition, and I'm with Ronnie Killen. Hi, Ronnie. How are you today?
3: Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you very much.
1: So. Let's just get a a quick introduction from yourself on who you are for people who aren't familiar with you.
3: Um, Let's see. It's kind of funny because I'm a barbecue guy, are known for barbecue, but, you know, I'm a classic trained chef. I, you know, traveled all over, cooked for many, many people, but I just love cooking barbecue and food, and that's about it.
1: So, like, classically French trained, I believe.
3: Yes, I went to Cordon Bleu.
1: Wow, that's pretty amazing. So now you've uh, moved over to barbecue. You obviously killin's barbecue, which Uh is doing very well.
3: Yes, killin's barbecue. Then I have a steakhouse, killin's steakhouse, killin's burgers, killin's STQ and what other what other I have four restaurants all together
1: <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep track of the four yeah, restaurants. So
3: four, four restaurants and then I have stuff in the stadium at Energy which I've got a bunch of people that want to take trips or take a tour in Energy Stadium tonight so we'll be doing we'll be doing that in a little bit.
1: Oh that sounds great. Yeah. So um, I've heard you've had a pretty good week so far. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
3: Yeah, um it kind of started off last two last Thursday uh, I got a text about you know the James Beer nomination which you know is pretty big I'm happy I'm happy about that and then that was probably the the highlight and then we went um, I've had a really this week has been really crazy um, I guess it was Sunday, we were in the Houston Rodeo, their first event to start the rodeo. It's called the Best Bites Competition, and uh, we entered three categories, and actually won all three categories with dessert, our entree, and the people's choice. And then uh, Monday morning, my PR person goes, hey, are you ready for some more good news? And I'm like going, "Uh, are you talking about the Best Bites or what? And we were number four restaurant in Texas Monthly, their best new restaurant. So SCQ finished oh. number four and we were like the number two Houston restaurant. Oh, so, wow. That's, so. that's
1: amazing. That's, that's pretty good. D- then, big deal.
3: But we still have one more thing, which is going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow say- is going to be the other, other thing that, you know, I'm focused on and, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, cooking from, under my father's name, uh, at the, at the rodeo. So, um.
1: So your family's got a pretty long history with the Houston Rodeo.
3: Oh, yeah. My father, he started the second year that they actually started the cook-off. So he's been cooking in the cook-off for over 30 years. And uh, he passed away about four and a half months ago. And he, his team was was doing the Go Texan. And I actually went down there, helped him, cook, him. We, we won it. So that's what we're representing, the Gonzalez Go Texan uh, here. And... Uh, so it has kind of a different meaning, you know, what we're going to do and, and how we're going to do it. And, and I said the, the focus is there because it's, I'm representing my dad's name. So
1: Yeah, that, that makes it pretty special, representing oh, your dad. Oh,
3: absolutely. I, I'm just, you know, I've been practicing. And, and, you know, when I went to San Antonio, you know, we didn't do very well. But it wasn't really, to me, against the other com- competitors. To me, that was just seeing where I'm at and what I needed to, to adjust on, on what I thought was going to be good and uh but we have it honed in and you know everything's everything's uh, tasting good and in Houston I have done well in Houston last year I was fourth place brisket and 10th overall out of 426 turn ins so uh, oh, in the year and the year before I was basically third and, and 11th overall so you know um, I I know how I know what brisket you know what they like here in Houston so and brisket is always the the big meat so But our our pork and uh, ribs and our chicken is gonna it's it's gonna be you know it's gonna be on point.
1: (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) Sounding pretty confident. So in that last little bit, you mentioned about representing Gonzales, the Go Mm. County team. For people not familiar with Houston rodeo, can you explain the Go County and how that works? Well,
3: uh, the it's like uh, Gonzales County. It's like a Go Texan deal. What they do is all the different counties have events to raise money for scholarships and stuff and uh um, is where my father was from i have a ranch there and and uh, my mother was is from that area also so you know it goes back for a long time for for me and to represent the county and basically city that my father was from um uh, you know it's just it's, it's it's big for me to 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 have won that and uh we just, uh, you know, the whole GoTexan deal is just, it's scholarships for kids that are in the FFA and they donate, all, you know, basically it's, they donate every, all the money that they get to, to for kids and scholarships and stuff. So, you know, to me, to be a part of that too, I mean, we just had an auction probably about, I don't know, two months ago and I I, I spent a lot of money on auction items because I love auctions. And uh <laughs> And so um, this this rodeo would be a lot of fun because a lot of auction items.
1: Yeah, that, that's wonderful. I mean, I think that that personally, it's a really special part of Houston rodeos. We oh, hear a lot of teams that are here over and over again, but they forget mm-hmm. the Go Texan teams. They qualify each year to get here, and they oh, have, yeah. have a big turnover
3: yeah. because they're they're different every year. I mean, you have you know every year there's a different team coming in, and uh, for us. You know, my dad has been a part of this, the Co. Texan team for 30-plus years, but it's never been his name. It's never been him. He's always been, you know, a helper. He's always been a part of the team and everything because that's where he, he went to high school. He went to high school in Gonzales, Texas. So, you know, to represent his name for the first time, being he's not here. I mean, it's it's really special for us. And, you know, our focus is, is uh, I don't even know how to explain it because, you know, you know, coming coming in second will be a letdown. You know, just because yep. it's for my dad. It's
1: you know. for your dad. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, and I really hope that uh, tomorrow comes together for you. Well,
3: and- thank you very much. And you know, it's uh, it, it could just be the icing on the cake for the week that I've had and everything. And uh, I'm you know I'm positive because we have good product, and you know, the way I look at it is, it's up to us to mess it up.
1: That's true. That is a good device. There you go. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Well, family, thanks for stopping by. I'm sure you learned as much here as I did. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the
1: Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com
0: for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.